Cool, cool. We give him praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We praise him for another Sunday. Um, we're still in our series in terms of why we do what we do. We've spoken about why we do communion, um, looking at the interest of others, um, why we do worship. And today we're going to be looking at why do we teach and preach. Um, I don't think I'll be here for too long. Potentially that's my last that's my last famous words, but let's see. I mean, two hours later, I mean, but yeah, let's see. Um, so yeah, before I get into it, let me just pray. Um, Lord, I just magnify and just praise and glorify and adore your holy name. I just pray, Lord, that people's hearts be prepared to receive from you today and people's hearts will be made soft to be receptive to you. Even though, Lord, that I have prepared, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will go ahead and that you will speak unto your people today. Amen. Let me pray. Amen. Amen. Cool. So preaching and teaching. So before we get into it, I'm going to just um, give some examples of some people within the Bible who preached and taught. Um, preaching can also be proclaiming as well. So let's get into it. So I'm going to go read quickly from Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. I'm going to read that. Um, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel, the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. Mm. So here we see Jesus going around within his ministry and he's teaching and proclaiming, proclaiming is similar to preaching in all the cities and villages. That's what part of his ministry was about. And also he's been healing and miracles. But today we're going to focus on teaching and preaching. So that's Jesus. So we see Jesus preaching and teaching. Can I get someone to read Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20? Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus has directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So here we see in the, um, you know, what is known and labeled as the commission. Um, we hear Jesus saying to the 11, um, go out. I mean, go out. Why? Because they've got because he's given them all authority. Yeah, and he goes, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe. Yeah, teaching them to observe. So that's the commission that was given to the eleven. We believe also that's been given to us to go out and go and teach people to observe what the Lord has commanded. So we also been given that task to go and teach. And someone read, oh, let me read it actually. Acts chapter five, verse 42. If we can just get there quickly. Acts chapter five, verse 42. So this is the apostles, being apostles here. And it says in Acts chapter five, verse 42, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they, they being the apostles, did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Yeah. So here we see the apostles 
It's part of their ministry, teaching and preaching, yeah, that Christ is the Jesus. All right, cool. Can someone read Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 to 28? okay just got it now i rejoice in my sufferings for you and in my physical body for the sake of his body messiah's community i fill up what is lacking in the afflictions of messiah i became its servant according to god's commission given to me for you in order to declare his message in full the mystery that was hidden for the ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. God chose to make known to them his glorious, uh, this glorious mystery regarding the Gentiles, which is Messiah in you, the hope of glory. Mm. We, we proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone in all wisdom, so that we may present every person complete in Messiah, to this end, I labor, striving with all his strength, which is powerful, powerfully working at work within me. So we see that in verse 25, he wanted to make the word of God fully known, like Colossians. But we drill down to um, 28 of that chapter. Him we proclaim, him being Jesus, warning everyone and teaching everyone. Someone say teaching. Teaching. Everyone. With all wisdom that we may present everyone mature. Someone say mature. 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 Fully grown. Yeah. I'm using mature in Christ. So we see somebody like his objective is one. He wants to teach. But the, the, um, the result that we're trying to get, the outcome is to have mature people, mature Christians who are fully, fully formed in him. Yeah, so cool. And then also you see in verse 29, for this, what's the this? I mean, making God fully known, the teaching, the proclaiming. For this, I toil, struggling with some energy. Doesn't say some. All is energy that is powerfully works within me. And it is important here to call out, God is working within us. I mean, as we teach and preach, this is not about, um, you know, us coming with, you know, our quick one-liners, you know what I mean? Like, or, or us going onto, you know, sermon.com to try and find, you know, try, try and find, you know what I mean? Another sermon to, <laughs> another. <laughs> Go go to another sermon to go and like oh you know I can I can go and use that and literally just you know read someone else's sermon and copy and paste it. Now I mean we're not now we're not saying that we're saying that we need him to empower us to teach and to preach. Why? Because we want God to be fully known. Why? Because we want to see mature Christians. Why? Because the commission given to the apostles was to go out. And teach, knowing, observe what the Lord had commanded when we believe that same mandate has been given to us. So when we say teaching and preaching, a lot of us can, you know, think it's like it's synonymous, it's the same thing, 
or some people will say now preaching is what i like because you know that's when it's like you know hype you know what i mean if it's preaching you know what i mean it's like you know it's just like nice one-liners you know i mean it's really exciting but teaching that's when they go deep that's dry you know what i mean for some people or some people that way around I'm into the teaching. I want to hear the, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew. I want to understand the context. I want to go through verse by verse. Mm-hmm. And it's preaching mm-hmm. is making something known, mm-hmm. making a proclamation, making an announcement. Yeah. So let's say, um, let's say food was ready. And someone says, yo, dinner's ready. <laughs> an announcement has now been made. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, dinner's ready. Come and eat. Mm-hmm. An announcement has now been made. Then someone said, yo, what is there to eat? No, it's, it's fried chicken, it's this and that. How do you make how did you make that? Now we're getting into the teaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm having to explain to you, mm-hmm. I mean how the roast chicken was made, etc. Do you know what I mean? So so preaching is announcing. And there's back in the days in medieval times, you'd have like a herald. People know what a herald is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. Then you make an announcement. You know, the, the king is getting married. Mm. On this day, make sure you don't come out of your houses or something, or come out your houses. Then someone said, okay, who's actually, who's he getting married to? Like, what time do I need to get back into my house? Do I need to wear a particular outfit? That's when you're now getting into teaching. Yeah, so in terms of how do I apply or how do I actually get into the nitty-gritty of the, of the thing that is being announced? Yeah, so... Put, Proclamate is an announcement, but to get into the detail, to start to apply it, you now I mean, you need to do some teaching. Yeah, because yeah, teaching is when you, when you're learning something or where you're being instructed and trying to instill doctrine really into someone, and when you're trying to explain something. So you know, you can, I can say to you, you know, you need to drive, like you need to go and drive a car, mm-hmm. but. I have to show you and teach you how to drive a car. You know what I mean? Like, this is what this does. Let me, that's what, that's how you get into teaching. Um, another example, you know, during the whole lockdown period mm-hmm. where you'd have Boris and um, doctors, the medical staff coming up saying, yo, here's some stats. X number of people have died. We're now going to like make you guys stay in the house during these times. Mm-hmm. That is like an announcement. Yeah, it's announced, proclaimed. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, man!" But what does that mean? People go, you know what I mean? It's like now, people are going into like, you got a rough idea, but how do I apply that? Now you go, you go into Google, look at the policy, or you even have BBC websites who will explain what that means. Who will explain what you can and can't do? I'm getting to detail. That is now when you're getting into the teaching. Yeah, does that make sense? I mean, where you're able to apply. The news that you've heard. No, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You can you can apply like the, a proclamation like don't go out lockdown. You can you can no, I mean you can apply that. You'd be like, okay, I'm not I'm 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 just gonna stay in my house. But then it's like, but you you're allowed to leave the house at this time. You're allowed to do X, Y, and Z. You need to get to the exactly. You need you need that nitty gritty to be able to apply it and know how you're able to maneuver within that announcement and proclamation. Does that make sense? Cool. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's like, yo, the kingdom of God is at hand. You know I mean, but who's the king? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where is this? Where is this kingdom? Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? What does it? What? What does it mean to repent? 
Now, I mean, that, that's when you start breaking it down. Say Jesus is king. Let me tell you why he's, he's been, he was king from the beginning. Let's look down, look at the prophecies. Now you're trying to, you know, instill understanding, instill doctrine and teaching into someone. Mm-hmm. Literally, I see it as your, I know brainwashing is seen as a negative thing, <laughs> but see, is that almost, you know I mean, we're trying to like teach doc, like doctrine and wash people's brains of nonsense so they know the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, also, it's like a newspaper. You see it even in media, yeah? So you will see um, like a headline. I mean, 2% of it, 2% of people are going to like, they're going to die. Yeah. Like, oh, my days. What does that mean? Then you start reading the detail. Now, I mean, that's when you, that's when you get the teaching. So as like a headline is proclaiming something has been announced, but you need to read, now I mean, that, the, the details like a book, isn't it? a book title will say, you know, learn how to craft. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not going to know how to craft by just looking at the title. You need to like go through the pages. Yeah. Make sense, guys? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So why do we need to preach and why do we need to teach? Um, let me read Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 14. So this is Moses speaking. And the Lord commanded me, Moses, at that time to teach you, talking to Israel, statutes and rules that you might do. Someone say do. Them in the land that you are going over to possess. So here we see Moses saying that the Lord commanded me to teach you statutes. Statutes represent principles. Like it's almost when you think of statutes, think of like things that stand, like a statue. You know what I mean? Like so it's like principles and rules that you might do them in the land you're going to possess. Do. So I'm teaching you something so you can do it. Yeah. So sometimes we get caught up with, oh, yeah, 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 I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, I understand it. But it's when you, it's the application that matters. Because a lot of times we can get, um, I've been there before when I come out of church, I'll be like, oh, man, I really received that. But I haven't allowed it to actually change. Like, I haven't like, been obedient to it. Know what I mean, but I'm aware of it, but I'm not being obedient to it. Know what I mean, so that's, when you teach, looking to see, it's almost like saying, yo, um, if I say to the kids, don't go out and play in the garden past 8 p.m., yeah? Because, you know, when it gets dark, I'm still worried about you tripping over, etc. Here's an important thing. In my explanation, I'm also explaining why. Because sometimes it's like, if you just say to someone, don't go out at 8 o'clock and leave it as that, Something you need to give people the understanding of here's some of the consequences of going out late, here's like here's some of the repercussions, etc. So I'm giving them understanding of why. So if I come out and then they're playing at 9 p.m., they're like, Yeah, dad, we heard you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, dad, we heard you. But I guess are they doing what I'm teaching? And I guess for a lot of us, how many of us, me including, have heard him? You know what I mean, how many of us are like, yeah, 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 <laughs> good word, Lord, good word, Lord. I believe, I believe in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But are we following through with it? And this is a lot of times when it comes down to um, teaching, because also when you look at the Hebrew word for teaching, 
it can, um, it's almost like a symbolic of golding. I mean, like a rod, like a rod where you're like hitting an animal to make sure it goes where it needs to go to. A lot of times when we're being taught something, it's not something that is comfortable. It's not actually something, it's not, a lot of times it's not something that we actually really want to do. I mean, because we've been so used to going down this particular um, path and someone says, no, 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 you actually need to like, turn this way. It's in your best interest. But you're used to going in a certain path. Yeah. And so this is why it's something that we're continuously having to do to teach. And then later on, we'll talk about why teaching is almost a part of endurance. Mm. You know what I mean? But you've got to endure. Right now, you guys are having to like stay alert. You're having to listen. Do you know what I mean? Like, really, some of you might be like, yo, I would prefer to have a nap right now. But you're, you're, choosing, to, you're choosing to, like, stay alert. You're, pick, you're picking to do that. If you were to, like, not to um, pick to stay alert, guys, you'd be like, you'd be gone. You know what I mean? Maria's like, yeah, yeah, you tr- I am Daniel, trust me, like, <laughs> I'm trying, fam. <laughs> No, I mean, but it's, 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 it's like literally you're having to endure to listen because you don't, because like, you don't, you're probably like, do I really hear this again? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, or even like, for like, I already know this. That's the other thing as well. Some of us already know it, we've heard it before. But the question is, are we doing it? Do you know what I mean? Are we doing it? Um, let me read Psalm 86, verse 11. Psalm 86, verse 11. Teach me your way. Someone say your way. Your way. Someone say your way. Your way. Your way. Oh, Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Let's try that again now. Someone say walk. Walk. That's good. That's good. (laughs) We got there, guys. Walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So teach me your way. Yeah. So if I said to you, um, so in order for you to get, you know, that salmon, the way to get there is, you know, jump on the bus and it'll take you to Sainsbury's, you get into Sainsbury's. Yeah. So you, you, know, you know the way. I mean, and you need the salmon. And I came back. And I was like, oh, why haven't you gone? You know, I know, I know the way, but have you gone? And I mean, and, and it's like, and, and here he's saying, teach me your way that I may walk in your truth. And I think we want to know the way, but we also we want to walk in it. Not just know it, but walk in it. So, 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 so teaching is like, yo, that's the way, that's the way. But Teaching is successful. No, I mean, like, as a, as a teacher, you'd be like, oh, job's been done. When you see the person walking the way that you pointed them. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Yeah? yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, as I mentioned, we're trying to change people's thinking because you know that as you think, that's what you do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As you think, that is what you do. So a lot of times the reality is this, yeah, that I hear you, Lord, but I don't agree with you yet. 
I hear you, Lord, but I don't agree with you yet because I still think what I'm thinking might still work. That is why I'm going to carry on and splat a little bit with this. But I hear you. I hear you. I understand that point of view. I get it. I get it. But then, there might be something that I might be able to try a thing here. So, but why? Why is this all important, guys? You know what I mean? A lot of times, guys, I, I see this as, I think I'm not, I've talked about this, chatting to someone about this this week, in that I believe for us as Christians, the enemy really wants us to live less than what we have. You know what I mean? So in terms of, why was Moses teaching them? So they, when they go and possess the land, they possess it. They don't get bullied in the land that they've been given. You know what I mean? And it's like, for us, it's, yep, we're saved. You know what I mean? We're not going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, with Lord, we're not going to drop out of his hands. But then, he's te- he's, there's things that he's teaching us. He wants us to follow through so that we live a fruitful life. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you do not sow seeds, you will starve. Yes, you can say, yeah, 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 like, I'm going to heaven. But fam, you're going to starve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you do not, um, you know, love your wife or respect your husband, like, your marriage won't be as per the word. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, he wants us, he's teaching us, he wants us to live a life that is fruitful mm-hmm. in him. Another thing that you see when it comes to teaching, you see the power of questions. You see students asking questions, but also you see teachers asking questions. Can someone read Mark chapter 4, verse 38 to 40? But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So they come like, Yo, Lord, Lord. Wait, wait, 38. They welcome and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Question. The Lord sorts out. Then he comes back and says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Mm-hmm. The questions that Jesus asks are questions that are going inside of you to be like, and it's like, it's searching, it's searching you out to be like, hold on, what do I really, what do I really believe? Like, what is going on? You see it plenty of times where somebody will come to Jesus with a question, then you'll go back to them with a question. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, so it's, and it's like, it's so it's searching and the question is doing something because you have to think hold on what do i believe hold on what is going on hold on what what is that but also you see that you ask questions to people that have the answers and also you ask questions because it's a sign of i need help and also it's a sign of that curiosity now i mean i know a lot of times when 
I can, for me, when people are hungry for something because they're asking questions about it. That yeah. because, no, I mean, that's how you know a lot of times. You're like, oh, yeah, so, you know, so that thing you was talking about, when does it start? No, I mean, like, how long, when does it end? Because they're interested. No, I mean, they're interested in it. They want, they want to learn more. They want to learn more. And that is a sign, like, when you're asking questions. And it's like, I think a lot of times we think asking questions is a sign of weakness. I mean, if you ask a question, that means you don't know, therefore you, like, you're, 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 you're silly. And, and no, questions and curiosities, like, what is that? Like, you see children saying, how does that work? Yeah. Why is it? Why is it blue? Why are you doing that, Dad? And even sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing it. I just got told to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even that question, that like, why are you doing it, Dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the question is causing you to start seeking inside yourself. Like, hold on, why am I doing this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. And it's like, so questions are powerful. You know what I mean? And then also, you know, you know what I mean. Josh asks a lot of questions, isn't it? I'm just being like Jesus. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, now you can kind of say, Daniel, I'm asking you questions because that's what <laughs> that's what people do. <laughs> but yeah, questions, the power of questions. You know what I mean? And as we go through scripture and we see Jesus, you know what I mean? When we see um, the Lord Adam, where are you? Where are you? That's a big, bold question, you know. Where are you? Like, like, like God don't know. Like God don't know where he is. Where are you? Even ask that question to yourself. Where were you? Where are you with him? That question just start moving all up inside of you. So a lot of times you see like um, two days in culture, someone said to you, you know, what's two plus two? You dance and you say, what's eight divided by two? Make sense? <laughs> Everyone's like that. <laughs> right, what's that? What's that? <laughs> I mean, Daniel, I didn't know this is going to be a, um, a, a mass quiz. You know what I mean? Mental maths, boy. But yeah. It's the yeah the power of questions. I mean, you go through scripture and you even see the questions that Paul asks, Jesus asked. These questions are being asked to evoke something, to stir something up inside of us. Um, an attitude. What attitude teachers have when it comes down to teaching? Um, let me read First Timothy four thirteen. First Timothy four thirteen. So this is Paul speaking to Timothy, his protege, person he's mentoring. Um, Unto I come, devote, someone say devote. Devote. Yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Verse 14, I'll read that as well. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy, when the council of elders laid their hands on you. So yeah, I want to call that out. For those who are neglecting their gift, do not neglect it. Stir it up, let it be used. But let me get into verse 13. Until I come, devote. Devote, talking about, bring near. Turn your mind to, literally, literally, sacrifice oneself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, 
and to what? Teaching. The attitude of a teacher is to be devoted. Even going back to Colossians, it's something that you're toiling to get done. Why? Because you want God to be known fully. Why? Because you want to see mature Christians. Be devoted to it. Now I want to talk about attitude of learners. Can someone read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 3? 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Verse 3 of, of um, 2 Timothy chapter 4. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. That means you're not going to put, literally, you're not enduring means I'm not going to put up with it. Mm. You're going to tap out and give up. The time is coming when people will be like, this is not exciting me. This isn't, this, this isn't like pumping me up. The time is coming when they will not endure. The attitude of a good learner endures. Mm-hmm. To be like, this may, this may make, I may feel uncomfortable with this. Because mm-hmm. when the word is put in front of you, oh, oh my days, it can make you uncomfortable. But we know that it's him that is doing the purging. It's him that is doing the shaping. We're in comfortable hands in that it's not, we're not here to be hurt or to be destroyed, but to be shaped and molded by him. But the times come when people will not endure. A good learner, someone who's is, is willing to endure, is willing to like be like, mm, this feels uncomfortable, but I'm going to ask some more questions so I, so I can fully understand. Because people want itching ears. There's people who want a word that will delight them. Now it's like, guys, I could easily come with a word that will get you pumped. Mm-hmm. I mean, where you'd be like sweating, like, oh my days, oh my days, like, like it was so funny what Daniel said. Oh my days, it was so like it was hilarious, hilarious. You need to come. You need to come. You're going to really enjoy yourself. You're going to enjoy yourself. Like there, there'll be some joy, but the objective of this why we teach and why we preach is that we want to see you look like Jesus. The reason why we preach and why we teach is because we want you to not just to um, see the path, but walk on the path to get to your promised land. And so that when you're in your promised land, you are equipped to take hold of what the Lord has promised you. Finally, let me end on 2 Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, 
for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work for us it's every good work doesn't just mean that oh I want you guys to come here so you can start prophesying and singing and like you know do like church work every good work wanting to be equipped so that your marriages are successful we want you to be equipped so you're doing you're giving glory to god in your workplaces we want you to be equipped so that you can be the light within your households we want you to be equipped so that you can just give him glory for every good work mm. so why do we teach why do we preach Jesus did it. Paul did it. You need to know the you need to know the way, and you need to know what you're gonna do when you get there. That's why we preach. That's why we teach. So yeah, let's keep preaching. Let's keep teaching. Cool. All right, guys, we'll end it there. Amen.